0: You're listening to Holistic Wednesday, your weekly podcast for all things holistic in the modern world. Join your hosts, Amy and Shelly, every Wednesday as they dig into a new holistic topic to offer hope, healing, and transformation. This week, Amy and Shelly discuss all your questions about hypnotherapy and how it can help you. Hey Shelly! Hey, Amy. Happy Wednesday.
1: Happy Wednesday back. How's it going? It's going great. Are you ready to talk about hypnotherapy?
2: I am. Let's do it.
1: This is one of my favorite topics in the whole wide world. I'm super passionate about hypnotherapy. I want to start off by telling everybody a little bit about the history of hypnotherapy. I'm not going to dive deep into the beginning with Mesmer and Freud. I want to start from the 1950s when we really see the renaissance of hypnosis. In 1955, the British Medical Association reported favorably on hypnosis as a therapeutic medium. In 1958, the American Medical Association's Council on Mental Health supported the use of medical hypnosis, but the endorsement was withdrawn by the AMA in 1987. During this particular time, the AMA rescinded almost all the policies endorsed from 1891 to 1958. All policies relating to diagnostic and therapeutic modalities were withdrawn, and these policies retained were only concerning internal matters. And as a result of that decision, the AMA still to this day has no official position on the use of hypnosis. But the use of hypnosis continues to be validated through clinical trials and research. It is an essential tool within any holistic or integrative medical practice. Current proponents include popular medical figures such as Dr. Oz, who I have met and been on his show, and I will say he is a very trusted and respected doctor. As well as Dr. Andrew Well, who in fact, Dr. Well believes that no health condition is out of the bounds for trying hypnotherapy under the guidance of a skilled practitioner with whom a trusting relationship has been established.
2: And I think that leads us into why people actually come to hypnotherapy because they have tried a lot of other things. And while it leads them down the path, their hero's journey as it is that they are wanting to heal themselves and they just can't get past stuck. And a lot of times hypnotherapy will help people get unstuck that have been stuck for sometimes decades, their whole life, sometimes just kind of stop where they are and just keep repeating that same day, like a a groundhog day.
1: Exactly. So many people seem to have that pattern of feeling stuck. Shelly, what brought you to hypnosis?
2: For me, it was about childhood trauma and seeing others that had trauma. I wanted to get them past their trauma stuckness so that they could live productive lives. It took me many years and therapy and lots of different things, trying different things, um, until I found hypnotherapy that I thought, this is something that can get people past that stuck part and uh, it got me past that. And I think it could get a lot of other people past their stuck problems. And I've um, since I've been working with clients, it just seems like one after the other is just that's just their process as they get unstuck. They stay looking in the rearview mirror versus looking forward um, mm-hmm. or even looking in the present. And um, I think it's a comfortable pattern that tends to happen to people as they stay stuck and they stay looking in the your view mirror. And I, I think that if we just address their basic needs and talk about why they were, they were there in the first place, and then include some guided imagery for them, that they can utilize some tools that give them some kind of coping mechanism, get them past those stuck points. That is everything.
1: Hypnotherapy is huge, huge player in becoming unstuck, moving forward, accomplishing your goal. Let's talk a little bit about some misconceptions about hypnosis. Hypnosis seems to kind of have a reputation from stage hypnosis. And clients often wonder how hypnotherapy is different from stage hypnosis. You've actually seen a stage hypnosis
2: show, and you're actually a hypnotherapist. What I saw was that it was really fast. The people seemed to not know what they had just gone through, just prior to, as the person had put them under, Um, whether they did or not, or they were performing, I don't know, but they seemed to be real. It seemed to be a very genuine process. He didn't really implement any changes for them, give them any anchoring kind of wording to switch out some of the old scripting that they have in their heads. Because he wasn't there for that and he's not a hypnotherapist. So that's the difference, I think, is a hypnotist can put you under and do whatever at the moment. But a hypnotherapist really is somebody who's going to help break through and get to the other side and use some of the wording that they've used when you're under. That will help your brain remember to do those things in the future.
1: A hypnotist. It's more for entertainment.
2: Yes. There's
1: no therapy involved.
2: No. No.
1: And another question that's commonly asked is, can I lose control? Can you make me do things I don't want to do? Because that's what they think when they see a stage hypnotist.
2: I think with a stage hypnotist, they're basically doing it for the crowd Mm -hmm. um, to make them laugh or to, to get a response from the crowd. So the ways you do that is to make, the person do funny things
1: mm-hmm.
2: when you're in a hypnotherapy session with someone, they're not there to waste their time or yours by making you pluck like a chicken. It doesn't serve its purpose to help you get past either a trauma or um, some type of smoking cessation or weight mm-hmm. loss. None of those things are going to help you. Excuse me, A hypnotist can help you with weight loss and smoking. I've heard, I think they're not there for the therapy portion of it mm-hmm. in, as a, as a rule. Where a hypnotherapist, when you go to them, you're going to have several sessions. It's going to, um, they're going to have you there for 30 minutes, maybe 90 minutes, kind of thing, where you're going to go through a process of they're going to find out more about you and find out where the problem started or where the trauma started, and then lead you back to today. And they're also going to implement some things into those old scripts to make them new scripts so that they serve you better.
1: And I think it's really important to remember too, that with hypnosis, a person cannot do anything they don't want to do a hypnotherapist or a hip, a hypnotist, either one cannot make a person do something that goes against their morals or values. It's just impossible. Your unconscious mind is not going to do something against your values. So those people that get up on stage at stage, want to cluck like a chicken, for example, if that's what they're going to do. And we'll just give away the big secret. They read body language. The hypnotist, the performer reads body language and can tell the people that want to be on stage, that want to be involved. He calls them on stage and asks them to do something very simple that doesn't go against any moral standard, and that's how it's done. In hypnotherapy session we're not like shelly said we're not there to entertain you and waste your time so we're going to work on things that are for your that go with your values your morals and things that you want to see changed in your life so there's no reason to ever think that you're not in control under hypnotherapy you are always in total control you can always bring yourself back by opening your eyes anytime you want there's no reason to ever Think that you're gonna lose control or be forced to do something that would be embarrassing or that you don't want to do or don't want to say, because your unconscious
2: mind is not going to let that happen. No, and I think with like my sessions, I a lot of times will record a session because the patient or client will want to have that session recorded so they can look back on what we talked about and maybe um, see their guided imagery and see what um, was being said so that they can maybe listen to it again. And so you could literally have somebody record your whole session so that you know exactly what happened when you went under it and so that you know that nothing weird is happening. So I say that if you have any any problems at all or any ideas that maybe something could be happening that's weird, just have it recorded.
1: What are some more questions that first-time clients or somebody that's never had hypnosis might have?
2: How much time is it going to take? Like each session... And then how, much time, how many sessions is it going to be?
1: I think that depends on each unique person, each unique situation. I think that hypnotherapy is not a quick fix. It can be a one-time. A person can come to you and want to quit smoking and do one session and quit smoking. It can happen. But generally, it's going to be a process where each week they're going to smoke less and less until maybe in six weeks they have no more. Maybe in that third week they have no more, but for the fourth week is great. And then the fifth week they have a craving, so we need reinforcement. And that's just an example with quit smoking. Each Case is unique and different, and that's going to be determined between the hypnotherapist and the client.
2: I know for me, the more I find out about somebody in that first session, which usually is a 90 minute session, I get uh, a lot of information from them on their background and where they're coming from and where they want to be. And I think that helps me decide with them Mm -hmm. how long those um, sessions are going to be, how many weeks, that kind of thing. So that we have a little bit of idea. And like you said, if somebody is um it's it's happening faster for them and we don't have to go six weeks and we're only going three, that's great. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make them come see me every week if they don't have to. Um, and then for somebody that maybe is not processing as fast, maybe they go three months versus you know, mm-hmm. a couple of a couple of sessions. And sometimes that happens too. Right.
1: And a lot of people want to work when we're working on like things on a spirituality level or a lot of trauma we may work for months because we're working on different things and as we're opening up these boxes maybe we're finding where we need to work on different things I even have clients that come to me with a list of things that they want to work on and Yes, we're definitely going to get that all done, but that's not a one-time situation. I think most clients that come to you with a list or with multiple things, especially on a spiritual and mental level, know that it's it's a process. It's going to be more than a one-time thing. I think that somebody that's coming to you with maybe um, pain management, um. They may be something that's like four weeks and then once a month or once every other month just for reinforcement. And I always like to always leave an open door policy with my clients, especially when you're dealing with things like more like medical issues. When we get the pain under control, they still want to come back for reinforcement so that the pain never escalates. To where it was before, so it's just really a case
2: by case basis. I think for me too, it also depends on if the client does their homework. Mm -hmm. Because I always give the client homework to do. You know, listen to the guided imagery daily. um, Maybe do some journaling about it. Maybe um, do some stretching if it's uh, like a physical based type uh, like pain or something like you said. And I think it depends on the person how bad they want it. If they're doing all the things, then I think that it it goes much faster, but it depends. Everybody's on the journey, you know, so it depends on where you're at. You come to, to see me by that point, like where you're, you're at in that journey, maybe you're not quite ready, but you're getting there, or maybe you are so ready. It's only going to take a couple of sessions and boom, you're done. I think it just depends on the timing too.
1: I think a a really fun thing is a lot of first-time clients will come with all these questions and really like, how many weeks is this going to take? Just want to get it over with, right? But they're the ones that turn into they never want it to stop because they love the feeling of relaxation, the feeling of lightness, the feeling of just a clear mind, and having the option every week to come to me and say this is what I'm dealing with right now, and being able to work on it right then in the moment, and that's really valuable to be able to be dealing with something that's come up, and just know that you have a person that you can go to and you can work on whatever it is right then, because hypnotherapy can work on so many things, and also to be able to just know that peace that they feel when they're under hypnosis they like that and they want to come back all the time every week they love that that's their their time for them and so it's really fun to see how people will come to you with maybe one condition or one issue and just have the mindset of i just can't wait to get this over with so i can feel better but then want to keep coming back and back and back and i love that i love that they um
2: are mindful of the benefits of hypnosis and want more and more of it. I think it was why I got into it. I saw after having somebody perform hypnotherapy on me, how awesome it was and how many people I could help. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said, sign me up, sign me up right now. I want to do this.
1: I looked for alternative ways from traditional medicine because I couldn't take pharmaceuticals. And I have real issues like migraines, lower back pain from arthritis. That's just two of them. That that it's uncomfortable to live without any type of treatment. And that's when I found all these alternative ways. And hypnotherapy really changed my life. Holistic medicine really changed my life. And like I'd said in the opening, in 1987, they took out all of the holistic ways out of our healthcare system, and there's people out there like I was suffering for decades without even knowing these options are available. And once they find it, they don't want
2: to stop. <laughs> I would bet, if I had to guess, probably back in the 80s, that's when it got really popular to push a lot of pharmacological drugs on society especially in the united states I and mean, we were one of the biggest pill taking countries in the world i think that it was just an easier quicker fix to just take a pill for everything and that's when pharmacologically we went that direction versus holistic and it was unfortunate i think for a lot of things because i think that the holistic industry could have really gained some growth mm-hmm. um, By having more research money, by having all those, the funding that the pharmacological companies have had all these years. Right. Um, And I think we're now starting to see that again with holistic.
1: For all of our listeners that love conspiracy theories, I'm not going to go into it because that's a whole different podcast, but I'm just going to throw it out there. When the American Medical Association rescinded all their endorsements of holistic medicine, was in Rockefeller's time all I'm saying I could go down a whole rabbit hole with you on that but like I said that's a whole different podcast genre (laughs) but yeah it all ties back into pharmaceuticals and making money and it makes sense because holistic a lot of holistic care you can do at home for yourself
2: it was a way to sell things yeah And, you know, not that modern medicine doesn't have its place completely and doctors have their place and I think everything should be integrated though, which is why an integrated modality, maybe you have PTSD from coming back from a war or from trauma or from whatever has happened in your life. And yes, maybe you do go to a psychologist, psychiatrist, you sought out those modalities, But maybe you also include things like, you know, Reiki and hypnotherapy and life coaching so that you have that full package. Because why not? You're worth every cent of it. And you're definitely worth every minute of it to make your life as full as it can be. We weren't put down here to just be mediocre, we're put down here to be huge. And if we can all just be our own hero and hold your hand out, ask for the help. We'll be there. You know, I just, I think more people just need to ask.
1: I do too. And hypnosis can bring about the power of the mind for healing by changing the way we think, activating our various body processes. There's so much things that hypnotherapy can do I say it all the time, the possibilities are endless, but it's really true. There's so many things. There's been clinical studies on children in emergency treatment centers that show that hypnotherapy reduces fear, anxiety, and discomfort, and other studies that suggest hypnosis may improve immune function, increase relaxation, decrease stress, ease pain, including that includes feelings of anxiety. Hypnotherapy can even reduce fear and anxiety that people feel before medical or dental procedures. And studies show that dental patients who have experienced hypnosis had a significantly higher threshold for pain than those who were not hypnotized. Hypnosis may also improve recovery time and reduce anxiety and pain following surgery. And clinical trials on patients who were burned, imagine that burned, suggests that hypnosis decreased pain enough to replace pain medication and speeds up the healing process. That study, like, blew my mind. Clinical, or uh, patients who were burned decreased pain enough that they didn't have to take pharmaceuticals. That's huge. I don't know if anybody out there ever been, like, severely burned, but I've been burned slightly with, like, a cast iron skillet, you know, over an open fire when we were camping and things like that. And that hurts. So I can't imagine somebody who has been severely burned and being able to have no pain medications. That shows
2: the true power of hypnosis. Yeah, the mind is a powerful thing if we utilize it um, the way that we can. You know, we have, uh, I think if you use the tools, of hypnosis you can literally become who you were supposed to Mm -hmm. wherever you're at i think just and that's that's everything right it's just becoming who you were supposed to exactly and it's the top of the need on the maslow chart you know food is at the bottom and becoming who you're supposed to become is at the top and there's a reason for that because once you hit that level and you realize that you're there, it is pure happiness and joy. And everybody, everybody deserves that.
1: And so many people are looking for that and don't know how to get there. They're in that stuck, like you were saying. And, and sometimes people feel lost, which is very similar to stuck, because
2: they don't know what they're
1: looking for. They're just looking for something.
2: And that's that's where the life coaching part comes in, because we're both, Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy and life coaching, we can integrate them, so we can give them those goals, help them to achieve those goals, help them with the psychological part, help them to get unstuck, to get to those places, Mm -hmm. like it all all flows together. Exactly,
1: and that's how I work with most of my clients, is on a life coaching slash hypnotherapy basis whether I'm just doing hypnotherapy on them I'm still doing life coaching with them because we still have a lot of time where we talk about what's going on in their life how their week's going they have goals we're working on ways they can accomplish those we're working all that in in the beginning of the session And then having the hypnotherapy session to follow up with everything that we've just worked on, then just discussing their hypnotherapy experience afterwards. And it's really kind of the whole package. I feel like so much transformation and growth can take place in that small amount of time when we just
2: work on it all as one. Yeah, I think it really uh, makes it very concrete and the client walks away going, wow. I think I'm just, my life is transforming.
1: And that's one of the biggest rewards as being a hypnotherapist is when you see your, your client transform and I like to talk with them about it, where they were when they first started with me or where they were a month ago and where they are now and talk about their, their results and their transformations. And it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing how far you can go in a short amount of time, when you're willing to work with work towards it, and you have someone with you working with you towards it, encouraging you, guiding you, giving you a different perspective, it's so helpful. And I think everyone should honestly do it.
2: Yeah, I do too. I think that if I had had this when I was younger growing up, um, this would have it would have made life so much easier. But I also think that we come through a lot of the things that we go through because we need to get to this place, you know, in order to serve, I needed to get to this place. Mm -hmm. So I respect people where they are coming from also Mm -hmm. and where they want to go. And it's all about holding space for people where they're at. So to me, I think life coaching and hypnotherapy is about holding space for someone, respecting what they've gone through, where they're at, where they want to go and helping them get there
1: another question that clients ask is what is hypnosis what's it like to be hypnotized are you putting me asleep they don't quite understand what hypnosis is
2: i think most of the clients that i've worked with um when i start talking uh which is a script uh, i have many hundreds of scripts um when I utilize the script that I believe will be the right script for the the right timing of, of what they're wanting to do or work on, um, once I start talking, they instantly almost go to sleep, and they don't typically physically hear what I'm saying, but mentally they hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, at the end of it, they don't remember anything I've said. Mm-hmm. So um, it's all subconscious level. Um, our conscious what we think is our conscious really isn't our subconscious is the one that helps us breathe and you know makes our heart go and all that other other things that um, happen in our body but our subconscious is really what is working in the background doing everything Mm -hmm. so that's who we're talking to and i don't think people realize how much our subconscious does and how much our subconscious can take over and do things and we're, if we allow someone to help us to break into that subconscious just a little and kind of adjust some of those things that we tell ourselves, that if we tell ourselves better things, we're able to do even more. Um, so I think people don't realize how quickly that can happen, too.
1: I always tell my clients, too, that any outside noise your conscious mind hears don't worry about it because I'm not even talking to your conscious mind. You can let your mind wander all you want because I'm not talking to that part of your brain. The part that I'm talking to is hearing what I'm saying. And But a lot of clients find that even when their mind is wandering in the beginning, the deeper into relaxation they get, they start to experience the suggestions that I'm giving them. And if not, exactly the way that I'm saying, it's still the same suggestion. Like I may be suggesting you're unpacking some boxes, going down some stairs, but you may be on a beach throwing rocks out. You're still releasing something. And so I love after the session to ask my clients what they experienced and they're always so eager to tell me. And it's like when you wake up from a dream and you remember the dream, but within, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you kind of forget it. So they love to come out and just really share their experience. And that's really one of my favorite parts of the sessions is to see what they experience. And they have so much realization and growth from just that experience that they had. and. I love that part of it, but it is, it is interesting how in the beginning, their mind can be wondering, but it doesn't matter because we're not talking to that part of the mind. Let it go where it wants to go. And they find when they let it go,
2: it does quiet. And it does what, like what we're suggesting. They're able to do exactly like what you're saying, like throw out the rocks instead of the boxing, but the Mm -hmm. same pretty much principle. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Like when clients will repeat back to me, like what they went through, mm-hmm. they were doing what I was saying. They were just doing it in their own way.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's fine. There's no, I always tell clients too, there's no right or wrong way yes. for you to imagine anything because whatever you're imagining is perfect for you. And what's perfect for you is not perfect for me. The suggestions are simply that a suggestion and your subconscious mind is going to re- if we're working on releasing something, it's going to release it the way you need to visualize it at releasing. If we're talking about um, discomfort levels, we can imagine going in and turning the knob of discomfort down. I may have you imagine a knob on a microwave, you may imagine an egg timer. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You may flip a switch instead of turning off. It doesn't matter. And so don't ever get hung up on that. If you're involved in a hypnotherapy session, don't ever feel bad that you're not imagining exactly what you feel like you should be because you are imagining exactly
2: what you should be. Yes. I think the subconscious knows exactly what it needs to do for each person. We're born with a perfect imagination. We get to those places, I think, as we need them. Imagine something this time that you don't imagine the next time too.
1: I want to go a little bit deeper into that. Why do we want to go into the unconscious mind? If our unconscious mind is is so good, why do we want to go into
2: it? Because it has old scripts that do not serve us. There's that little itty-bitty shitty committee that lives in there <clears throat> that keeps telling us you're not good enough, you don't deserve that you don't have, you're not worthy. Whatever we went through in our life that gets us to those places where you, where the shitty committee has just synchronized their voices to say that every time. We need to get rid of those people (laughs) or at least give
1: them a new tune. And it starts really in our early childhood and it's so innocent. I always feel, I always have to say that when I explain this because I don't think anybody ever means to do this to anybody. It's so innocent. But it could be something so innocent as a child coloring a picture and wanting to show a parent. And maybe the parent is on the phone and can't look at the picture. Later. Later, I don't have time. And I know that parent doesn't. It it could have been a life or death situation they were on the phone with. I give them the benefit of the doubt. I know they did not mean to traumatize the child that's going to have to deal with it in therapy 40 years later. But our unconscious mind doesn't. Our unconscious mind just knows that you're an innocent child that is super proud of something and wants to show a, a, maybe a mother or a father and they didn't have time for you. Five minutes later, you may forget about it. That little three, four, five-year-old self may never think about that again. But that feeling and that emotion is stored in your subconscious mind.
2: You know, and, okay. so it can protect your subconscious is our extreme protector. If we didn't have it, we could be out there on the streets and people could hurt us as a little kid. Mm-hmm. So our subconscious says, no, 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 don't do that. No, 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 this could hurt you. Let me, Let me protect you from that. Oh, they're going to say that to you. Let's protect you from that. Oh, they're going to say that to you again. Let's protect you again. And your subconscious steps right up. And it does what it's supposed to do. But at some point, what's coming back in your head is not serving you.
1: And it builds over time.
2: Absolutely. So
1: that that instance that could happen from a child. And those are that's one instance that of a hundred that's happening per day. And then the next time you're in a certain situation like that, your brain's not going to want to show anybody your picture, for example. That may be a kid that could be an amazing artist, but never shows anybody and doesn't know why. Why don't I have the confidence to show anybody my art? I know it's, it's great. And never share it with anybody and not know why. Because that had built for years and you don't realize it. That's the thing. People don't realize this is happening to them. And people don't realize they are doing this to people. And that's why I say there's no one to blame. Our unconscious mind is doing its job, but it's up to us to go in there and clean it out and say, you know what? I know they didn't have time to see my picture when I was three years old. And that's okay, because now I know that had nothing to do with me. And that's the great thing about hypnotherapy is you don't have to examine every issue that you had from your birth until now every picture that wasn't liked every hurt feeling every whatever it was how simple that's the thing a lot of people think you have to have deep rooted trauma and hypnotherapy 100 percent helps that but it could be simple simple things and you don't understand why you feel this way you're stuck you're lost you just don't understand why And that's, that's why I'm telling you this now. This is why, because your subconscious brain has picked up on things and you've just carried it and it's built up and now you need a release. And with hypnotherapy, you can get that
2: release so easily. All the way up to somebody who, like you said, has PTSD and feels really stuck. Maybe they're stuck in the shame of the things that they had to do in service um because people have to make really incredibly hard decisions every day all day if you're a police officer or first responder that has had to make hard decisions or you're a nurse or you're out on the front lines of war and you've had to make really hard decisions it's not your fault you know mm-hmm. you went into that line of business or that line of service to help and sometimes there are bad things that happen. And if you're stuck in the middle of that, um, I know that there's shame that people can't get past and mm-hmm. they carry that with them. And that's an old, an old script that can really harm somebody of telling mm-hmm. themselves that, you know, they don't deserve things because they've done X or because they are X that they, they're not, they don't deserve to be happy. Um, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of, why we coming on here is because we want to help people that we want to tell them that's not true. You don't Mm -hmm. have to believe that. If
1: We've talked a lot about like the mental and the spiritual aspect of hypnosis and we've touched a little bit on the medical, but if we understand how the subconscious mind works, like we just talked about from holding trauma, hurt, pain from the past, how does it really work for medical issues? And in the healing mind, by Dr. Paul Martin. He is a a professor of behavior biology. He writes, there is scientific evidence that the brain and the immune system are inextricably linked. Dr. Martin illustrates with remarkable clarity that biological and psychological links do exist between the mind and the body. These links have been constructed by evolution over the millennia. Links that are frayed or severed are the root cause of more problems than you can imagine. Based upon the latest biological and medical findings, we can reconcile many commonplace notions about psychosomatic illness and stress. There is a scientific understanding of how the mind and body affect each other and form a modern view. The mind affects the body and hence its physical health. Physical health affects the mind and our thoughts, emotions, and behavior. So it's linked both ways. I absolutely agree. Our body is linked to our mind and they just work feeding each other both ways.
2: I think you can be really, really unhappy and cause some really destructive things to happen in your body without even realizing it Mm -hmm. just by manifesting it over and over and over again. I'm not worthy. I'm, you know, I don't deserve this. All those things that the the committee, um, we'll just call them the committee, that they come out in mass and start telling you over and over again. And you tell yourself over, and it does, it'll manifest itself into somebody with weight problems. Maybe you have smoking issues. Maybe you have issues around treating yourself better. All those things though, definitely manifest and will create havoc in the body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: And when we have discomfort or pain in the body, with hypnotherapy, we can manage that pain and that chronic illness. We also teach our clients to self-regulate their pain with self-hypnosis and techniques that we can teach them where they can manage their comfort level. Any kind of issue with a chronic illness, they can manage with their own self-regulation through self-hypnosis
2: that they can learn in a hypnotherapy session. I think that's like gold because most people who are in that much pain don't know what to do. They're, you know, either taking uh, a lot of prescribed medication or maybe not prescribed medication or maybe self-medication and they're doing whatever they can to try to mask the pain but it's affecting them, I guarantee it. If anybody's been out there that's listening, that's had chronic pain for a long time, it's manifesting itself in other ways. Maybe you're shutting people out because you don't feel worthy because you've got so much pain and it's been telling you all these negative things for so long that you're starting to believe it. Um, Yeah, pain can be, it can be a a killer, honestly, on somebody's self-worth. On their whole life and getting it managed can mean everything. It can take you back to having a joyous life again.
1: For some people that can't take pharmaceuticals or traditional medicine isn't working, hypnotherapy really can change their life where they can manage their pain, they can manage their chronic illness, they can get back to living life. Do
2: you know I worked in a pharmacy for like three and a half years? And the one thing the pharmacist told me that I'll remember to this day is that people typically aren't supposed to be on a narcotic or a uh, like medication, an opioid say longer than just like a week, seven Mm. to 10 days really is what they prescribe for a lot of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's typically how the pain medications are supposed to be prescribed. But I know people and I've known people, I saw people that came into the pharmacy that were on them for you know, years, decade, like, and thought nothing of it. And doctors prescribing it, thought nothing of it. And now it's become such a problem, such a passion for me to help people to realize that they don't have to utilize all those things. That was another reason why I got into hypnotherapy. I saw a lot of people um, overdosing and, you know, doing things that they didn't have to do. They didn't Mm -hmm. have to look for that, that way out they could find a different way. I think um I think the pharmaceutical industry they they've gotten enough money.
1: I agree. It's time for people to take their own power back and they can do that with taking back their mind. They can right. take back control
2: of elements in their body, of the way they feel. I say go back to Maslow's hierarchy. Look it up on Google and see what your basic needs are supposed to be. And then realize maybe by doing, say, a wheel of balance, where you're out of balance and where you want to be and where that top of that pyramid is, and then go find somebody that'll help you get there.
1: This industry is growing and it's great that there's so many people out there with the education and the knowledge of holistic medicine to be able to offer now more than ever we need it.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: So hypnosis is really just a natural occurring state. It's a state between awake and asleep. That's really the easiest way. I could go into all the different levels, the theta, beta, but we might save that for another podcast. A hypnotic state is just a state between asleep and awake, and you go there all the time, whether you realize it or not. 30 minutes, you wake up. For the first 30 minutes, you are in the same brainwave state as you are in the hypnotic state. 30 minutes before you go to sleep, you're in the same state. When you drive for long periods of time and you zone out and you're like, whoa, how'd I get here? Your brainwave has been the same state as it is in the hypnotic state. I know this isn't for everybody, this is for me. When you get so lost in a movie, that you don't even realize time has passed, like you've just been so into this movie, you're in the same brainwave state as you are in the hypnotic state. So you see, everybody can be hypnotized because everybody's brain is in that state every single day, multiple times a day. Depending on what you do throughout your day, you may go into that state more than others that are on a more alert. And, one thing I, I want to talk about on that drive, when I was really researching more into that, I think it's fascinating. How, how do I drive the same route every day and just like zone out and I go to turn and I'm like, whoa, I don't even remember passing a store or whatever. It's because your unconscious mind does it every single day and knows what to do it just kind of lets your subconscious mind just kind of relax and wander off and kind of go, don't worry, I got this. And I think that's kind of a cool thing if you think about it. Like you actually, your your unconscious brain and your conscious brain are just kind of working together and it's saying, don't worry, I got this. You just relax for, it may be a few minutes, it may be 10 minutes, but when you need to stop at that stoplight, or if the car in front of you slams on its brakes, you're going to do it too. Because that's when your unconscious mind's like,
2: whoa, wake up, buddy. You <laughs> are if So there are people there because we used to have a next door neighbor. I'm not even going to say her name, but she could be watching a soap opera. And my mom could scream at her at the front door. My mom could open the door and yell at her and she would not even hear it. She was so engrossed in that soap opera. Mm -hmm. I have never been engrossed in anything. And I'm passionate about a lot of things. I've never been so engrossed that I'm just like snap out of it, Shelly. But I know that like you, like you said, you sometimes get so engrossed in movies. You're able to like really. So why are some people like that and some people not? And is it because their subconscious is trying to protect them more by allowing them to escape, <clears throat> to get out of this world for a little bit?
1: So, like I'm a Gemini, so I'm super airy. Um, you're a Sagittarius, you're super grounded. And so I I know that aspect of it. I have clients, I had a client last night was saying, How super airy, super airy, and I said, What's your Zodiac sign. She said Gemini. No shock to me. You know, and so I don't know if it's just more of like our archetype, our personality, or if it goes back to trauma, but that would be a very interesting thing to kind of study and see because it very well could be that the people that are more in their head um, are ones that need to escape reality more. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah.
2: I've noticed that with clients. Myself, a lot of other people, I've just I've been watching that. And I think it's a protection mechanism, to be honest, that the subconscious does.
1: Well, I think so too, because I think that why you go in your head is to protect you. And it probably all goes back to childhood of protecting yourself from something, and that was your coping mechanism, and that's what's developed with you over time. And I've made no secret about me being airy and being able to disassociate but I think if you learn how to use that for your advantage and not use it to escape everyday life situations that it can be a valuable tool to have we could really just talk about hypnotherapy for hours and hours I feel like we've only just touched on a small portion of what we could talk about Anything else you want to add?
2: I say for those who are out there that are worried about what a what a hypnotherapist would do to you versus exploring what they could do for you, just do it. Just spend 15 minutes of the 30 minutes that they give you for free and explore it and see what kind of maybe goal setting that you could bring about, or maybe some kind of past trauma that you can cope with better. Or maybe you can get unstuck from, smoking or weight loss, maybe there's some things that are holding you back from maybe having a better life. I think just exploring it is everything.
1: I just want to remind everybody before we close that hypnotherapy is a safe and effective way to tap into the power of your mind. You can make changes to beliefs, behaviors. You can help medical issues. You can help release, get past anything you're holding on to. You can explore your mind and find out what's been holding you back, what's keeping you from getting unstuck. Hypnotherapy is a great way to relax, feel at peace, concentrate, improve your memory. I could go on for days, really with the benefits because they are endless if you ever have any questions any comments any experiences you'd like to share please reach out to me and Shelly you can find us on Instagram you can find us on TikTok you can find us on Facebook you can email us directly and all that information is in the show notes But we are here to help you. We're here to answer any questions for you. We do our sessions on Zoom, as do most hypnotherapists. If you're looking to connect with one, go for it. They should all offer a free consultation. Find one and start healing yourself.
2: Next week. What are we talking about, Amy?
1: I would love for us to talk about some holistic remedies for cold and flu season. And I know Shelly's got so much information for oils. Now is the season that everybody needs this information.
2: This is true. And I think information is power. So thanks, Amy. Appreciate this week.
1: You too. I'll see you next week. Bye, Shelly. Bye, Amy. Thanks
0: for listening to Holistic Wednesdays with Amy and Shelly. Love our content follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at holistic underscore Wednesdays. That's holistic with a W and subscribe to our YouTube channel for extra content and live events. You can also reach us at our email holistic Wednesdays at gmail.com. See you next Wednesday.